Hello and welcome to the Husky Pack Podcast. I'm your host, Don Killingbeck, and I'm joined by our co-host, Alex Holtum. He is also our Director of Innovation. Yes, folks, you've heard it. We have a Director of Innovation here at Hemlock Public School District. We recommend everyone has one. Uh, today, we're fortunate. We get to talk to some of our partners that really help us communicate with our community. And so on the air today is our partners at Apogee. We've got three friends, Brenner, Nicholas, and Tyler. If you guys want to just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do at Apogee. Yeah, so my name is uh, Brenner, and uh, I am a client success team lead here at Apogee. Uh, so work alongside uh, fellow client success managers, making sure that our schools are all taken care of, up to date with things that we're working on and really assisting them and meeting their visions and goals for, for their districts. Um, hey everybody, uh, my name is Nicholas Manning uh, and I'm actually a client success manager. Um, so my job is just to support you guys in any way that we can in regards to like branding, marketing, uh, and also kind of sending out communication to um, your districts uh, and your communities as well. And I'm Tyler Vosser. I head up our marketing and media teams. And so we publish a magazine every quarter called School CEO Magazine that a lot of school administrators and superintendents read, as well as just helping Aptogee uh, grow as much as we can and support our other teams like the client success team here. Well, fantastic. You know, to start off, I'd like, you know, you're, the team's evolved at Apogee over the years, and I don't even know if you guys know our Apogee story. Do you guys, are you familiar with our Apogee story? Can't, I'm not. Can't say that I am. So, I know. so it kind of starts, and, I, and I'm a little bit embarrassed to say it, but in, I think it was in 2015, middle of the year, uh, of this, the school year, 2015-16, and we get this in our inbox, a video from a Apogee, and, and it goes to the tech director at the time, which is now we've changed the title to director of innovation. And, and we've uh, got the former tech director's protege in, in place. And uh, we get this video and it's nothing special. I mean, I gotta be honest with you folks, you guys did not break the bank on sending us this video. <laughs> it had a gray background. It looked like a recent college grad. She had a sweatshirt on with her like sleeves pushed up. And she's like, hey, Don, and I was like, what is this? And so she knew my name, and then she said, I see some of the good things you're doing in your district, and I wanna help uh, you get the word out to your community. And so she connected at a personal level, then she went on to tell like some of the good things we had posted on our website, and she's like, I can help you do this better. And literally, it was at a stoplight, I watched this 30 second video, the next thing you know is light turns green. I'm calling our tech director and I said, listen, I don't care what they're selling. I don't even know what they're selling, but we want to be them. Whatever they're selling, um, it, it doesn't matter, but we want to connect with our students and our families, our parents, our community, like Apogee just connected with us. And so then that started the journey uh, along the way. So that's kind of our, our Apogee story. Yeah, no, I, 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 did, I wasn't aware of that. That's, that's awesome. I know the, those videos, we take a lot of time and, and put a lot of effort into to helping get those. Because like yeah, what you said, we want to be able to help you connect and, and share those stories that you guys are doing a great job of. And, you know, I think that's where we can really be effective as a team here uh, is taking that 
kind of like that culture on and, and saying, hey, how can we help you guys do the best you can with what you're already doing? So how did you guys develop that culture? Because that is, you know, that connection, that interpersonal level connection, you guys haven't lost it and, and your company has grown and quadrupled and, and grown again and quadrupled uh, over that. The, the time we've been partners, you guys have expanded uh, tremendously. Yeah, when you got that video, we were probably only 20 or 30 people at most. Now we're over 325, maybe 350. It's hard to keep up because the numbers keep going up almost by the week. Uh, but yeah, culture is a tricky thing, right? I think culture is one of those things that everybody talks about, but it's one of those buzzwords. And when you really dig into it, most people don't really know how to define it or what it is or how to create it. And at Aptigy, we've just focused a lot on how do you create that? What are our expectations for ourselves? What are our expectations for each other? How do we want to come across? And so part of it has to do with hiring, but then part of it has to do with setting clear expectations. And so just like what came across in that video is we want to be human. We want to be authentic to who we are. And so, uh, you know, we have a group of people that work really hard, but we also have a lot of fun together and people have relationships that care about each other. Uh, we're humans. And so we hope that always comes across through our emails, through our videos, whatever it is that we're putting out that culture is not just something that stays in the building, but something that comes across to potential clients and current clients as well. No, I, I, I do think it translates. Uh, it translates to to us. We, you know, we launched uh, shortly thereafter, we launched the, that next summer. And what's so interesting about Apogee, and, and again, I don't even know if you guys would know this, but at the time, you know, we were, um, you know, HR strapped, you know, we were budget sensitive and, and we continue to be, you know, obviously budget sensitive, but we had a high school intern working with our office at the time and to take on special projects and do things like that. Literally a high school intern launched our, our website and app. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Um, <laughs> I will say she's brilliant. She uh, went off and, and she's in the military today, uh, you know, serving and protecting our country and just a, a great young lady but it was literally a high school intern that uh, interfaced with Apogee and launched our communication platform, website and app. Yeah, I could not be more thankful for her because that had saved me hours and hours that summer because obviously I was managing the, the original, the website before that, so that was a huge lifesaver. And I know she was on the phone with Apogee like every day, getting, making sure things are right. So, I mean, that's a lot for a high school intern, but obviously you guys were able to work with her and uh, yeah, do great things. Yeah, she, she did a wonderful job. So, gentlemen, what are, what's your background besides Apogee? What, what, what brings you into the ed tech world? Yeah, so I guess I'll start. Um, I started here fresh out of college. Um, I played football in college, got my MBA, uh, and then was kind of just searching for a place to land, um, moving to a new city. And I remember searching for, for a place to work and Aptigee always kind of, as I was scrolling through all the job listings, it was always one that, that stuck out. And our uh, two values that our culture is kind of built off of is high performance and thoughtfulness. And so the high performance piece is what really stuck out to me. I really wanted to be around people that would push me, push, help me push them. And then also the thoughtfulness piece. And we had some videos at the time. And once I got in here and interviewed and was able to experience it, uh, 
it really was like, yeah, this isn't just words. This is how these people live and operate. And, and that was really uh, what motivated me. And then getting in here in the tech space, um, it was always something I was interested in, but didn't know if I'd be able to find my way in. I, I studied business in college. Uh, and then once I was able to get in, I felt very supported to be able to learn all the different pieces that uh, maybe were studied by others throughout college and different things like that. Uh, but yeah, it was, I, I feel like I kind of got lucky and fell into this great opportunity uh, that I think will help push me forward in my career and everything else, but also just getting to be able to experience tech uh, in a way that's helping a lot of, of people and communities is, is super motivating for me. I guess I'll go next. Um, my journey is a little bit different. I, I graduated from Howard University last uh, last May, uh, and I was working then uh, in the mayor's office uh, here in Little Rock um, as a part of his executive admin team, um, really focusing on really identifying what their presence was on social media, right? Uh, and then just kind of not only just kind of figuring out what that presence was, but establishing an identity, right? Because I didn't really feel um, kind of stepping into that role that the city had that identity that presence um, that people can really you know go and find right um and that's kind of what my work was there then i was like wow i'm actually really really good at this like i need to really because i went to howard graduated with uh, a bachelor's um a business a bba uh, with specialized in marketing uh so i was like man i'm really good at this i need to take this and run right um, and I had a lot of mentors, a lot of people here in Little Rock that were telling me, hey, like, I think Aptitude would be a great space for you. Um, when I was in the mayor's office, one thing that I really, really loved was the fact of how fast paced everything was. Like, hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z. This needs to be done by this time, this time, this time. And it's still that same standard here, right? Um, and I think Brenner touched on it really, really well about like the high performance and the thoughtfulness piece. Like, hey, how can we get here how can we make sure we're taking care of our people as we get there right um and that's part of like tyler said like that culture here it's it's, it's really awesome it really is you know i think that that's what really draws me in as a school leader because that's what education is about it is about being high performing and then being thoughtful and you know being human and that's really what translates from an average yeah yeah uh, this is Tyler, and I, yeah, my background's a little bit different. I'm older than these guys. <laughs> so uh, my background is kind of in the more tech startup space, and so I had worked with some other startups prior to Aptigy. I actually lived in New York City for a while, moved down to Little Rock because my wife's family is here, and was working remotely for a startup called Sticker Mule, and then eventually found Aptigy and was really surprised to find something like what I had in New York City in a smaller place like Little Rock. Uh, but with the same kind of high intensity, high focus on growth, all of that. And so uh, I started at Aptigy actually doing hiring and recruiting and culture, even though my background was in marketing and did that for about four years. And then now I'm leading our marketing and media teams. And so I think if there's a lesson kind of from my career, it's that, you know, leave room for serendipity, uh, you know, whatever you major in in college or whatever you think your plan is, kind of leave open paths and I ended up really loving, loving hiring and recruiting, even though that's not something I had done before. Um, so now I'm back in the marketing space and uh, I'm enjoying that as well. But, uh, you know, for students or those listening, you know, just because you study one subject in college doesn't mean that's what your your path or your destiny is from then on out. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And um, you you mentioned remote work really briefly, and I, I see that you're all in the office. Um, so you must do something right to get people in the office and want to work. Um, and is that answer free food by chance? <laughs> <laughs> there is some free food, yes. Uh, that's an interesting question. So I, I think we're fairly contrarian on a lot of things. I, you know, when we think about our own brand, we want our brand to be something that stands out and comes across very different. And I think that applies to culture and people as well. So where a lot of tech startups have focused on remote work, we've actually uh, focused on in office. And it's not about micromanagement or anything like that. It's just what's authentic to us. We think culture is pretty hard to pull off. And it's even harder to do it when you're, you know, not in the same building and you're not building relationships. I think for me, I'll just speak for my own experience. Like I, I love remote work, but I also find it's really transactional. And so I might be more productive working from my house but the kind of the quality is gone, right? The meat of it, the relationships, the purpose, the meaning, all of that is lost uh, in remote work for me, even if I'm more productive. That's, that's really interesting and refreshing hearing that from a tech company, you know, that, that hey, you know what, we could do this without being in proximity to each other, but we also understand that humanness involves being physically, mentally, emotionally connected. So, you know, gentlemen, you guys are obviously brand experts and you help schools communicate and brand. What are some tips that you might have for our listening audience? You know, we could have business owners listening, we could have uh, school, other school leaders, and even, you know, students listening to this podcast. How do you go about branding? Yeah, I'll, I'll start on this and then the other guys can kind of focus more on maybe some practical tips for schools. I think at a high level, a lot of brand is focusing on what you want others to know about you. And there's, you know, you can take it to the personal level. We all have probably thousands of facts about ourselves, but people probably know you for one or two things. It's no different for a school or a business. It's, you have to decide what it is that you want people to think and feel about your business or your district or who you are as an individual. and you probably only have two or three things that you can really focus on and do well. Um, three might be too many, right? So what are those things that you want them to talk about? So for Aptigy, right? And this looks a little bit different depending on who our audience is, but we're talking about thoughtfulness and high performance. And that's what we really wanna focus on internally. It's what we wanna focus on with potential hires. And then, you know, as a company reaching out to school districts, right? We wanna come across different and human. I think that's been our real focus. And just from the story you shared about the video, right? We're still making those videos. They probably look better than they did six, seven years ago. <laughs> they look much better actually, uh, but they still feel human, right? They still come across different and that's the goal, right? And so I, well, I you don't really have, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I almost think that the, the fact that it was not a high quality video was like, really is what caught my attention. It wasn't like, hey, this marketing giant is, is trying to lure me in and sell me something. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was very human. Yeah, and I think that's where we're kind of skeptical of brands now, right? When brands share like this really polished story, we're sort of skeptical, like nothing can be that good, right? And so that's where that human side comes in. And I think that's what our client success team is really good at. It's like, we're not just sending out emails every day. We're having real conversations. We're having connections with the schools. It's not just about getting their website live. It's about building a relationship and seeing where that can take us, right? And just going back to being in office, right? It's the same thing. We feel like where you can build strong relationships with clients, everybody's gonna win in a better way. So 
for around brand, it's yeah, who do you want to be? What are those expectations that you want to have for yourself? And then what do you want others to say about you? And if you can get those things to align, that's where you can really win. That's that's a fantastic insight. You know, that works whether you're a business, a school, or even an individual, because we are all our own brands, you know, is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what are you going to focus on? What do you want people to say about you? And so what what do you guys want people to say about Apogee? Because we'll, we'll, we'll say it. <laughs> it depends on the audience. So I think like in our community, right, we want to be a place where people can find jobs that they wouldn't have otherwise. Right. So we want to be a place where someone can have a really exciting, interesting career, um, but they don't have to move to San Francisco or New York to have that startup experience. Well, I think that, for, yeah, for you yeah, guys, one of the, the draws, I think, um, as I've talked to several employees of Apogee's over the year, is that it is Little Rock, Little, uh, Rock Arkansas. And so, you know, it's, it's a very uh, eclectic, uh, intellectual community, uh, despite maybe being in central, uh, you know, United States. But at the same time, it also brings the, the cost down a little bit. You know, you can live there and have a good, uh, good lifestyle uh, in a good rate of pay without having it breaking the bank if you were in LA or New York City, for example. Yeah, so. yeah. And for our clients, I think we want them to know that like we want to be helpful, right? We want to be the company that's as helpful as possible and we feel different from every other vendor because we are different, right? It's not just about a product or the features in the product, but it's about that relationship and really helping schools achieve something that would be harder without us, right? We want to make your life easier and, and help your community come around you as a school district. You know, it's, it's funny, as, especially it hasn't happened as much, Alex, but, you know, when you're first launching uh, Apogee and Thrillshare and, you're, you know, you're using the website, I remember we'd get a complaint, you know, like, hey, what about this? Or this doesn't work. And I would look at them in Alex, do you remember? What do we say? Like, we always say, like, did you chat? Did you hit the yeah. chat? <laughs> Push the support <laughs> chat. Did you hit the support chat? Oh, no, no, I didn't do that. I didn't want to tell them I was having encountering difficulties. <laughs> um, well, it's like as soon as you hit support chat, there is an amazing thing that happens. You know, you, you send out a message and there's usually a couple people that you can tell are gonna jump on there and, and they fix the problem. Or they, they either fix it in Little Rock or they guide you, which I appreciate more is, hey, we're not gonna just fix it. We're gonna tell you how, how this happened and how to fix it. And, and we're gonna work with you so that you know how to, to take care of this in the future. Which I think is yeah, powerful. I I love that feature because we've worked with a lot of companies that do not have that support structure in place. So, like a two-hour development project for me on the website with like HTML and stuff could be done in five minutes by your support team, or they could get a hold of the development team and just do it, um, which is awesome. Like, of course, I can build a button box or whatever in HTML, but it's like when you guys are there to do it, it's like. It's awesome. It's like, please, please do it for me. <laughs> and listen, like we, we know you guys have a million and one things on your plate, right? So anything that we can do to help you guys out to where you guys are more effective in your districts, more effective in your schools, like that's what we're signing up for, right? We wanna make sure we're supporting you in any way that we can. So you know what I think is kind of interesting is, you know, this, we set this up uh, behind Alex and I right now to the side 
you know, is our, our TV. It's our kind of our communication hub. And I just think it's weird, Alex. We didn't do this. This has been running for a week. Behind us is what? It's our uh, homepage of our website. You know, so it's like, as, as I looked over, I'm seeing this rich video movement. You know, it's our, our, our communication piece, uh, one of our, our main sources of information for our school community. And it's, it's, on the, it's so gorgeous. It's on the TV display. I chose that over <laughs> some Google images. Uh, you know, it's on the display uh, playing out, you know, uh, in, the, in the room as we're talking. And it was, you know, talk about authentic. It just, it's been there for, uh, I think I left it up a week ago and it's just been sitting there because it's images of our district, our kids, uh, learning environments. Uh, that Alex was able to stitch together and, and get up on the website. And our website looks so good. Yeah, you know, it's, it does look really great. And uh, one thing that um, before, before we uh, check out here, um, for people listening that aren't really sure what AptoG provides, I don't know if you want to just briefly cover, like obviously we're extremely comfortable with everything you guys offer, but if you want to just share, you know, what, what tools do you guys really excel at? Yeah, so I think, uh, the basis of our of our product here at Aptogy is called Thrillshare, which is a really a nice back-end tool that allows schools to be able to publish to a website that we help them build, a mobile app that we also help build and have available for their community. Um, and then they're also being able to go to one place to be able to send out mass communications to parents, a reminder of an event, or send a message out to, to Facebook to remind everyone about back-to-school night tonight. Uh, it helps bring the the ease and, and save time for um, busy, busy educators uh, to be able to like save that time and be able to publish to multiple different places, but also be able to have that focus and control their voice uh, throughout the whole time and maintain that brand. And that's something that along with Thrillshare, we really try to make sure we're accomplishing for you. One thing I'll add to that is I think a lot of times schools, uh, you know, you're you're just busy, right? Like Nick was saying, like you've got so much going on that you end up sharing just kind of neutral or sometimes negative information, right? Schools closed because because of weather, or there's something happened and you've got to, you know, close school early. Those types of information that needs to get out quickly. But there's all these amazing things happening inside classrooms and inside, you know, the different clubs that are going on at, you know, the high school level sports. There's amazing things happening. But if it takes too long to get something on the website or to share a message, nobody's going to do it. Right. So Thrillshare makes it really easy to start talking about the positive things that are happening in the district. And there are many, but people may not hear about them. Right. Unless you're very intentional about doing that. So we want to make a tool and we've made that tool with Thrillshare that makes it really easy to do that, where you can share positive stories every single day without adding more work to your plate. You know, I, I love the Thrillshare app, just the, the power. And it always, it's not always good things that you have to communicate. You know, for, for example, this past fall, we had a fire in our concession stand. Well, in a, a small community, when the fire trucks are here, the police trucks are here, you know, it draws interest. And so, you know, it was like, I was like, hey, I don't necessarily want to put this out on social media. I'm going to send a text. And I was able to jump on Thrillshare, uh, send a text to our community, to our to our parents and say, hey, no worries. Uh, it's just a fire at the uh, concession stand. 
and the the fire department and our police have it under control, um, you know, and be able to squash any rumors or worries that people might have in an instant. And that went out to all of our parents and staff in a moment. And, and it's just such a powerful tool. Uh, and you get to choose what stream do you want to use. You know, do we want to put that on Facebook? Do we want to put that on Twitter? Do we want to put it on both? Do we want it on our website? Do we want to text? Do we want to email? You know, one of the things that we've done is, you know, early on the, the voice, uh, the voice call that you guys had, it was not the quality that you guys have now. And so we just dropped it. We stopped using it. It just became less and less a part of the communication tool we, we used. And what the feedback we got were like, parents were like, thank you. <laughs> they were like, no, we don't need to hear your voice. We just need the quick message. We need that text. We need that email or whatever it is. We don't need the phone call. And uh, I will say your system reminds me, of, uh, is it Woof? Where the, the little uh, comics get where the guy's like, you need Woof. And basically, you know, it, and it faxes, emails, texts, calls. You know, like my buddy was like, okay, we have three phones that are connected to the school account. Literally, when you send out a message in our early days, they're like, it's it plus push notification, by the way. You guys also have that. It's mm -hmm. a, literally, they're like, our phone's ringing. We're getting text messages, push <laughs> alerts, emails. You know, it's coming every direction. And so we've had to use and navigate that down a little bit. Um, so we're, uh, you know, we're typically just using text message because we'll, the feedback we've got from our families is that resonates with us. I mm -hmm. got the message. I can read it when I want. I can, uh, you know, act as needed and appropriately. Uh, we also use that. That often we'll push that out to social media as well too. So, yeah. Do you guys have any parting words? No, I, I think uh, for us, been working with you guys for a while now. I, I just really appreciate your authenticity and everything that that you all have been able to. Uh, let me kind of help you with, but also experience over over the time. And as we were talking with Alex beforehand, it sounds like there's a lot of exciting things that you guys have planned for your future. And yeah, just really excited to continue the partnership and be a part and, and help you guys accomplish all those great things that you guys have planned. Well, I'll tell you what, Apogee embodies one of my personal favorite quotes that this next generation the most successful are going to have the good graces of their grandparents. They're going to be able to look people in the eyes. They're going to be able to shake people's hands and yet still have the tech skills of their peers. And I think that's what sets Apogee apart. You, you guys have figured out how to connect and how to be human. And uh, thank you for being a leader in this, this field and this space. Well, folks, that is a wrap for our Husky Pack podcast. Make sure you tune in again and again. Have a wonderful day and a great summer.